0: Hey, welcome back to the Marking Out Network. It is your favorite professional wrestling podcast of all eternity. I am one of your hosts, professional wrestler, the Reaper, Dean Walker.
1: This doesn't get any easier each time you say it. Uh, I'm your boy Cordell, a.k.a. Smoke
2: hey guys it's neil pretty boy thomas here
0: hey we got a special one for you it'll be a fun week in conversation but before we get there we did want to pay some respect so neil i want you to i want you to take control of this one
2: all right so obviously what happened on tuesday was a a horrendous complete tragedy with jay briscoe passing away in a car accident um prayers and thoughts and condolences go out to jay mark um and the entire family um it was it was something that uh actually i was doing something on tuesday and then i go on twitter and it's you know you see jay briscoe you know passes away in a car accident and it's almost like it's something that you really don't believe when you read something like that because you know things like that happen so abruptly and suddenly and it's It's a it's it kinda it made me think about all the, you know, the wrestlers, you know, and the entertainers that we've lost over the years, you know, suddenly, you know, you come to, you know, watch these guys perform and you know, with Jay, you know, Briscoe being, you know, a staple of Ring of Honor for twenty, you know, twenty years and with his brother Mark, you know, they're multiple time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Jay you know i believe was a multiple time ring of honor heavyweight champion and you know these guys are really great at what they do they're excellent excellent professional wrestlers and you come to know respect and sometimes even love these guys you feel like you know them because you see them evolve over the course of you know 10 15 20 years and it's it's really it's hard to you know kind of even fathom you know what what mark is going through and the entire family is going through and you know thank god that you know, the, the two daughters are fine, you know, because of the car accident, and, you know, I was thinking about how life can, you know, be upended so quickly, you know, one day you're just going about your business and a tragedy of like this, or any, it could happen to anybody at any time, at any point, a car accident, you know, can happen to, really, to anybody, um, you know, we can't live our lives in fear, but it's, it's just really, you know, uh heartbreaking to see a guy you know that contribute to so much in the business you know taken away from the uh taking away from us and you know seeing all the responses and everybody you know pouring you know pouring out their you know hearts and souls on you know social media you know a lot of you know people that's you know come to know jay or even have brief encounters with them you know say how much of a good guy he was and and how much of uh professional he was and how much he, you know contribute to the business but not only was he a great wrestler you know he was also you know a pretty good human being as well um and that's really what you know people are going to tend to remember you as you know what did you contribute um you know to society and what what mark are you leaving um you know what your impact is you know once, once you're gone and it seems like jay briscoe touched a lot of people in a lot of different ways and you know you know, our, our year in review, the 2022 episode, um, you know, my match of the year was the Briscoes versus FTR. You know, Jay and Mark, and, uh, you know, they, they had a fantastic match, the dog collar match. And, and it was just like, that was like a month ago. And, you know, Jay's gone now, and it's, it's really hard to, you know, fathom and, you know, kind of comprehend with this. It kind of took me, you know, some time to kind of, cope like wow he's really gone and it could just happen so suddenly and it's it's a tragedy and um it's heartfelt you know condolences and prayers to jay and, you know and the briscoe family it's just it's really hard to i'm still kind of struggling with it too it really hasn't i'm trying to find a way to cope with it and try to deal with it too because you know growing up watching professional wrestling all this time i mean i've been through a lot of guys you know passing away too so suddenly you know the, the one that comes to mind it was eddie guerrero passing away and that 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 hit home too and it's just like you hate seeing this happen it does happen um we just have to grieve in our own way and continue to move forward and i know jay you know is probably proud of the legacy that he left behind and you know i hope people are going to honor and you know pay tribute to him as best way they can and and we're going to try to cope as best we can and move forward so there
0: all right man um we will uh we'll take a little bit of a break and we will be right back all right so first getting into monday night raw i did want to bring up how MVP uh he kind of commented on this photo going around of the her business and he said now basically in my own in my own sense uh, to requote him he he basically said everyone in this group is black um who was actually in the photo by the way I'll pull it up here you you tell me how you feel about it though
2: I mean I necessarily was, de- don't mind it it was
1: definitely uh it was MVP it was the Street Profits.
0: Street Profits. Every um, member
2: of the former Hurt Business, and he had Omos in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we, uh regular Hurt Business, uh, Benjamin, Alexander, uh, Lashley, MVP. But then they had, yeah, Street Profits and Omos. So yeah, you guys are right. I think, I mean, the group looks good. Mm-hmm. I won't. I'm not going to say it doesn't. It does look good. And when I saw it, I was like, that's a good idea. And then, you know, 20 minutes went by and I went, it is kind of weird that they're all
1: black but my thing is this I feel two ways about it one every faction in WWE or any faction in any wrestling promotion that I've seen has mostly been all white it's all white what is the big issue if they do one that's all black that's like when like I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like I, in one way, I see what he's saying. Why do black, why do all the black people just have to be in one group together? It's like, do we all just automatically have something all in common? Because, because do you think we look alike? Like I get that point too. But on the same point is like, that's also like saying what's wrong with having um, all, an all black team? Because all, every faction that I've ever seen in WWE has been all white. All white and it's not really looked at or think that twice anything like that
2: it's is it's usually all white yeah there was the nation of domination but that was many moons ago you know that
0: yeah i mean kind of you know, based off of the you know I mean, based you, off of that. you sometimes
1: get some rare groups like uh you, you know jbl and um uh Orlando jordan or
0: um lesnar and benjamin Back yep. In the day, or uh, Lay Cool, world's greatest tag team, Lay
1: yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, they, uh, you know, you had Michelle McCool and Layla.
0: Who was it, Hassan Benjamin too, or some shit, right? Yeah, we saw the world's greatest
1: tag mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that's what you meant. Um, you, you what was that? Well, I can't even believe I, I, I forgot their name. What was uh the group with um, uh, Kevin Nash and what is it, Veruque?
0: Oh, um, the. They they were the protectors. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Dude, why can't I think of it? You're talking about APA? APA. You said Kevin Nash. Did I say Kevin Nash? Yeah, yeah but I yeah, yeah. knew what you That's meant. Not JBL. Right. And,
2: yeah. uh, JBL. JBL, yeah. Ron Simmons, yep.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so it was like, to me, I feel like, yeah, you have a few rare groups like that where, that it to me, it, it shouldn't matter. If you're in a group, you're in a group, for one, and you guys have a certain agenda, you have that agenda, boom. You shouldn't be... Just mainly put together because of your race, but then it shouldn't be looked at twice if the other factions that are, are all white aren't looked at twice. Like they even do this with rest in it, you know, they even do this with wrestlers when it comes to um Okay, so they'll have a million punk rock chicks in WWE. Everyone will say how different and diverse they are, blah blah blah. All the gothic and all those chicks, how they just so different. Get you get you get Lash Legend and you get Bianca Belair on two different shows and they will compare them to no end
0: um so i found the tweet here uh so he said so basically a new faction featuring all the black wrestlers on the WWE roster quote unquote the cookout and will bring Shelton's mom back too
1: <laughs> let me let me give you guys a little update on what that reference is to so For those of you who are not Big Brother fans, um, about two seasons ago, there was a group that was brought together called The Cookout. And The Cookout formed an all-black alliance that got literally every other person out of the house. And they were very vocal about getting every other non-black person out of the house. And because usually in Big Brother, they have one black person who is usually voted out probably day one or day two and I think I I think a lot of black fans became very tired of that scenario happening so when they got to this season it was a majority black cast they they kind of they kind of were telling CBS hey why do you guys cast one black person and we've had uh, there were black people on that show that were crying about being the only one up there feeling alone and so that season they had like eight of them and that's when they formed the cookout. The cookout is still controversial to this day. There's been so many so much racist backlash but, um, from that group forming uh, from the group Big Brother that it's it, it's been talked about in the media for the last two years. And that's what that refers to. Let's call it the cookout because it was received as a negative thing. Um as well as, I'm guessing, MVP is uh, receiving this as to be, and it was received as a negative thing, you know, and I find it odd considering how most of the groups that are formed on Big Brother and in WWE and pro wrestling are all white. So it's like, what is the problem?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody really said anything when it was evolution. Yeah, what like, what, and what's I mean, the Batista is more Hispanic, I think. But, he is, he but is. But still, I mean, come on. And like, I think Randy Orton's Native American maybe is he in white
1: i could be wrong but i thought maybe i can see
0: a little something i him.
1: thought randy orton was native american
0: and white shit i don't know that's a good question man. i don't know i think i think in general like everything else a lot of things and you know don't you know i'm not saying it in the bad in a bad way but a lot of things are taken way out of proportion uh sometimes and i think this is something that you i i understand both sides they're blowing
2: it up out of proportion a little bit i think if it works in the wrestling business and it makes for good storylines do it if it doesn't then don't that's all that matters i i I don't look at professional wrestlers as this color or that color um they're all the same to me i don't if it, it happens to be an all black faction or an all white faction because it makes sense then so be it but I've never said, oh, you need to group these people with these people because of their skin color because that that wouldn't make any sense because you have to book wrestling. Um, you have to have common goals like Smoke said earlier. You have to have a common agenda. Now, if it the common agenda was for the Hurt Business to form an alliance with the Street Profits, then it would make sense with Omos and that, okay, they all happen to be black, then so be it. But then if it doesn't make sense and you're just put, putting them together because all they so happen to be black, then it's not based on that premise alone, then it's probably not going to work.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it won't work. Um, and by the way, Randy Orton is of Cherokee descent. I just looked it up. Uh, Um, but it will not work. Let me ask you something, Neil, because you are a fan of this, this young lady. Did you see anything wrong with Sasha Banks being put with Naomi and Tamina? No, 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 because I feel like they made reference to that in the speech that Paige did where she said team bad are, are put together simply because they're all flash and no substance now i didn't know what that meant but i was like okay now clearly i don't think she meant anything really by that yeah but i'm I'm saying like then why were they put together tamina isn't black she's samoan
2: yeah so i why i don't know the the original idea the concept why they were put together maybe because that was a good idea at the time. And they felt like they can benefit from each other. And, you know, they were still very young in their careers, especially Naomi and, and banks. Um, and I think it may be because they had good chemistry and it, it worked out, but it, yeah. it, I don't think they're necessarily grouped together because of their skin color, because if you do it based off that, then you're already starting off there on the wrong foot and yeah. you, that's grounds for trouble and it's not going to work. And if it does work and only going to work for a uh, short amount of time, um, and it's not going to make sense. So I think every, I I don't I never want
1: to discredit someone's way. I never want to discredit the way someone feels. And he's definitely more experienced in this oh, business yeah. than I am. Yeah, so, of course. I, if I don't see why he's so upset, I'm actually some part of me is upset that he's upset, and then part of me is rooting it and part of me agrees with what he's saying because it's it's like why why are we in this group together with besides the obvious reason we all have in common why are we in this group together but then again you also have to say would it have been a big deal had they gotten had they gotten Seth Rollins um Austin Theory Brock Lesnar and all of them together even though actually sorry wrong reference because Seth Rollins part Mexican
0: I don't know if he is or he's some some sort of son mm. of something. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. But I was going to say like it's not like they're making this I'm not saying they are, but it's not like if they were making this new her business. It's not like a version of crime time, you know, that would be a little racist, you I, know what I'm saying? I
1: don't mean to speak on him because on one of them on that group because one is exactly passed, exactly. But it's that I don't speak about that group. Mhm. I, I I purposely just do not do it.
0: Exactly. And, and like other people don't like street profits for the same reason. So I'm one of them. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like, they're not, you know, they're not going to make the hurt business and make them a version of that. Cause that would be stereotyping and be racist. and be this and that. But if they're just like dudes who would beat your ass and they're strong, they're the hurt business. It makes sense. It's not, you know, color and this and that. Um, but WWE does have a tendency of grouping people. Yes, you know, you got do. Imperium. You've got the bloodline of all the Samoan descents. You've got um, the Hurt business, the original Hurt business. You've got, I mean, I mean, uh, and, uh, Jinder Mahal and his group. I mean, come on, like and, they. And by they, the way, people they are a little weird with that. And
1: by the way, people, the um, the Usos are not black. I get tired of seeing that on Instagram and Twitter. They are not black. Like, don't uh, don't don't just put. Hip-hop culture and slang, which them being, they are not black. They've never been black. Roman Reigns is not black. They're not black. Like they, they they say that all the time and how they should join the Hurt Business. Yeah, they might be they're confused it, with it, The
0: Rock. It, they're, they're not black at all. They're probably confused with The Rock because isn't The Rock half black of his dad? He is, but Rakishi
1: is. is a full Samoan man with a full Samoan wife. Yep. Um, The Usos have black wives and Roman as well, but they are not black.
0: Um, but anyway transitioning into Bobby Lashley since we you know we've been bringing him up I did want to say man he's he's back in the US title picture Happy so for him Do you do you guys want to see Lashley take on Theory and defeat him or do you think this is more of a stepping stone for Theory to gain more of a resume under his belt
1: Is it bad that I feel like I would kind of root for Theory kind of now No I don't blame you at I all. feel like last year I was we were on his ass like, in a, in a, a good lot. way
0: Well Okay, okay. you know what I mean. Stop talking. No, no, no. You know what I mean. No, no. no. We want him to succeed. Hey, buddy, I had this.
1: Uh, But yeah, uh, I felt better
0: with words. Yeah,
1: last year we were definitely on him a lot more, and this year I kind of want to see him build that resume. That's what they're supposed to be doing, building the younger, newer talent. And um, but for me, Bobby is where it's at. I think. I think I want him. Him and Austin have had this feud going, and I want Bobby to just finish it.
2: Finish it completely. I see what you're saying there, Smoke, but I'm gonna completely go on the other way to, uh, with this one. See, Bobby Lashley, he's too good. Of not to, you would. He's too good not to have some gold around his waist. We can yeah. all agree around that. Yes, he we needs can. Some type, some, t- some type of title.
0: Yeah, I think I know where you're
2: going with this. But I like but, it. but 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 I am going to say that uh, your boys, uh, well, I say your boy, Brock Lesnar is coming back. He's gonna cost Bobby Lashley the title against Austin Theory, and they're gonna feud uh, going on to WrestleMania.
0: I think right. I, I think you are correct. That's it. I, I think I think yeah.
2: uh, Bobby Lashley, albeit championship material. I think theory. Give the kid the title. Give him the belt. Let him let, do, him, it. let him just have just it let for a while on with it. Let let the let, let the, the little uh, kid play with the toy. Exactly. Let him let him have his little toy there. And <coughs> like he, they let live he can he can be all pouty and angry at the world for apparent no reason at all other than people just doubt him because he's young
1: well his daddy's back so he he should be happy well his
2: daddy's not fully back yet but we could we could talk about that too but we're gonna talk about uh bobby lashley and i think bobby lashley is is really good right now probably the best he's ever been this last couple years even you know when he was like having that really good run in like 06 or something like that or 08 or something Mm, it was was like like 06 yeah like that it was a long time ago (laughs) and uh he he, but i feel like he's better now He, he guy keeps himself uh himself in really great condition and he's somebody that i liked him as the main staple as the u.s champion on monday night raw almost better than seth rollins yeah yeah um Um, seth Seth rollins is so good he doesn't need to have a title even though the last time he won a title has been a really long time but bobby lashley i think this is going to transition into the brock lesnar feud and we're going to go into that wrestlemania because remember they were kind of planting the seeds earlier about uh seth rollins teasing bobby lashley about oh you haven't conquered bobby lashley that's one mountain you haven't really climbed yet bobby lashley's done everything you can do in you know professional wrestling. He has a t- tremendous resume. But Lesnar's the one he hasn't conquered yet. And I think we're going to lead into that. They're going to probably put somebody else with theory after the Royal Rumble. I'm not really sure who that is. I don't think they're going to fall back with Seth Rollins. Uh, it's really hard to tell kind of who you put in the United States title picture. I want to say... I feel like Mustafa Ali, for some reason... I feel like that would be perfect. Because they. I feel like we've been getting force-fed this dude for every single he, week. He's slowly turning his career around. He's turning his career around. I'm just not a fan of his because I think he's boring, and he comes off generic, and it's babyface 101. He always says and does the right things. He's not necessarily that funny. He's not, very, he's not memorable to me. I can't even remember a great Mustafa Ali promo... He's a good He's a good wrestler. Again, I'm not disparaging his talent, but it just seems like you need something more nowadays. You just can't be a good wrestler and, and get by. You have to have something extra and something... You have to do something special. And granted, he's a good wrestler, but I feel like maybe Austin Theory and Mustafa Ali might be the way to go because um, Mustafa Ali kind of fights from the underdog role and he's always trying to fight upwards. That might be a good rivalry with Austin Theory, even though he, I think... They, isn't Austin Theory kind of beat him up already a little bit? He did. So maybe they can revisit that. Bobby Lashley's gonna move on to Lesnar. I think Seth Rollins got bigger fish to fry, so we're gonna get away from that. But I think that's where this uh this is where it's gonna end.
0: Um before we get into anything new, I wanted to ask probably the major question for this inner uh podcast. Let me just read this out. Breaking news: Reportedly, The Rock will not be wrestling at WrestleMania. He told higher ups that uh, this week he did not <laughs> he did not feel he could get into ring shape by the time he needed to be. It seems Roman Reigns versus The Rock will not go on this year. So first, before before you guys respond, I did want to say they could be fucking with us. This could be some sort of like, um, let's try to you know, get them off the path. and yeah.
2: tamper our expectations a little bit. So
0: that it's more of a surprise. And I, yep. I get that because, you know, The Rock is always in shape. He's always, you know, working out hard as fuck. So it, it doesn't make sense. But in the case being that this isn't it, I mean, what is it going to be then? Reigns and Rhodes? I mean, how do you guys feel about this? It's big news.
1: I think fans more so set themselves up for The Rock versus Roman than WWE set the fans up for rock versus roman so i think i think it's been mostly fan that you know that's what it is i think it's been mostly uh fan fan, booking fan booking Mm. over wwe booking and i also think they could be definitely throwing us off
2: yeah i find it hard to believe that the rock it says he's not gonna be because when's wrestlemania uh april 1st and 2nd we're in fucking january you're telling me you got at least Two months, at least two and a half months, to get in ring shape, and you can't do it. And why comment on it if you weren't coming? Yeah, be- I think because people keep asking him, so he had to re- uh, release a "quote unquote" official statement. He's saying, the he's the rock. People keep asking him everything. You don't he don't have to respond. No, he doesn't. But I th- if for whatever reason he felt the need to, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, the rock's not gonna be wrestling at wrestlemania and he's not going to be at the rumble i think it's all false it's all a lie i think he does show up at the rumble and i think he does wrestle at wrestlemania i could be wrong i have no idea no inside information on that This just what my gut's telling me because i think in the rock's not going to pass up a big payday right can we all agree on that i, I mean wrestlemania is a big payday i mean he's the highest paid actor in hollywood do you think he needs the payday I never heard a rich person say they didn't need more money. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This This is true. Have you ever said, do you ever hear uh, hear them say, no, I'm good? No, no. No, right? Mm -hmm. They just want to get richer. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania is a big payday. And to headline WrestleMania, um, be it night one, night two, whatever the case may be with Roman Reigns, I mean, he said that there might be opportunities down the line. No, there won't be, because this is literally the perfect time, opportunity that's going to happen now, because it's either now or never, because this bloodline stuff's not going to go on forever. The Rock is, let's be honest, he's a little long in the tooth now. Granted, he keeps himself in incredible shape. I mean, 99% of guys on this planet would want to look like The Rock. At 50. At 50 years old, and uh, it's something that he cannot keep missing these opportunities, so... I think it's all bullshit. I think he's lying and we're actually going to see this happening. And I think he's just trying to lower our expectations right now to kind of take, you know, little fuel off the fire. But I think we will see them at WrestleMania. My opinion is that I don't necessarily want to see them at WrestleMania, but that's okay. We probably are anyways. All right, guys, so on Friday night, SmackDown, it was a tag team fest. So um, SmackDown started their tag team tournaments. And the first match we had the Banger Bros. Can we officially call them that? Is, uh, is that uh, official? Uh, I mean, if legally they can, we yeah, can. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to go with that. The Banger Bros versus the Viking Raiders. Smoke, you you have your little thoughts on the Viking Raiders. What, what do you think about them?
1: Uh, I, For the longest time, I thought they were trash. <laughs>
2: why do you think they're trash
1: um very boring very basic yeah you know. that
2: opinion changed. no no has it changed now did they kind of, kind of revamp rebrand? Re- i
1: i can always give kudos to a revamp i can always i think sarah logan add something to them that they were missing her name's uh, valkyrie now oh, that's right valkyrie sorry so basic mm. uh I, I feel like sarah logan adds
2: something to it and um i still think they're trash all right. Um, you probably are right. They are trash because they did lose to the Banger Bros and uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus Mubon. The match itself was pretty good. It's, you know, both, you know, both teams are really big, very kind of slow moving. The crowd seemed really into it. And kudos to the Detroit crowd on SmackDown Friday night. Because, Detroit be lit. Yeah, it was actually. And it was a better crowd for a WWE event I can remember recently. So they were actually they brought their game today and you could tell right off the bat that this was going to be uh kind of semi decent smackdown because if the crowd's not into it man it makes for a long watch and that's that's really bad but so, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, they're moving on. Do we really think they can actually move and win the tournament and beat the Usos and get another shot at the title? Because I really don't see
0: anybody defeating the Usos for a long time. Here.
1: I don't see it happening. I think this is kind of all they have right now. And, no, I don't see it happening.
0: It's just weird to me seeing Sheamus go against his own team in, like, a tournament. And I'm not saying they're head on head. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to happen. Uh the uh, the the what what are they what the fuck did they call it?
2: Banger Bros.
0: The Banger Bros.
2: Yeah, we're going with Banger Bros.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> see this being a thing. You know, if they're gonna do that, they should go full throttle. Kind of like how Eddie Guerrero came in the Low rider. Mm-hmm. They should come in the the Banger Bus. The Banger Bus. Please don't give I them any ideas. The, can they get away with that? Don't they, give them any ideas. And you know what they should do can. after after they beat their opponents. They force them to sign their name on their banger bus. Wow! <laughs> hey, so Vince is gonna be in charge. Vince, hey, Vince is gonna be in charge of creative, probably
2: by the Rumble. Um, he's gonna be like, "That's fantastic. Do it. That's but good shit."
0: We, we got that might
1: be a little funny. Uh, you know, that might be a mid a mid, you know, a
2: mid card. I don't funny. Know how you force somebody to write a signature.
0: <laughs> I guess I. <laughs> I mean, they seem to do it. Yeah, you got you knock the guy
2: unconscious and you just sign with his hand the name. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, all right, okay, that's fine. Uh, that's cute,
1: you know. The hit list.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so in the other tag team match, we had uh, Hit Row versus uh, Los Lotharios. Uh This actually took place later in the night. Hit Row won via kind of it was a glorified squash match. Hit Row ends up winning. Los Letharios. Um, hmm. Oh man, I don't know where their career's going. Angel Garza, I feel like he had a better run under Vince McMahon. Am he I right? He did. He's gone down wow. so quickly. And, and uh Humberto, who's actually a really good wrestler. I just don't think he can he doesn't have a place right now. And they put him as a tag team. They were with uh Selena Vega. You guys remember that? I do. You probably don't, right? No, but we do, and uh their career is not going as planned. So. As is hers. I don't know, man. You think she's doing better? Oh,
0: I think so. I, I just don't see it. For her. I don't know. I think Garza. If I'm not mistaken, I think he just had a kid. So I think he just got back. Yeah, he's he's he's
1: uh, living in dad mode right now. Okay.
0: Well, congrats to him, though. I mean, they're they're great competitors. They're great guys. Great talent. But man, they just can't. They can't seem to win, man. They can't get that. That certain gimmick that's going to get him over you. No, they can't. Hopefully they do, man. Hopefully they do.
2: So we had Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, which was actually the best tag match, I thought, personally, uh, on Friday Night SmackDown. And Imperium is really good. Um, the only problem when I have this uh, with this match, this matchup, so you had Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes in the first match. Now, I would have probably booked Imperium versus... Uh, probably maximum male models or somebody like that just for the fact that you you want to save imperium for the brawling brutes maybe as a semi-final matchup you know to get to drew mcintyre and uh to sheamus i think that would be in a better fit but it, it was what it was imperium oh man i think they're starting to gain some traction and gain some momentum and i think they're really good and i feel like they can actually The only problem with Imperium is that, you know, going against the Usos, you have heel versus heel, but any other time, if it was any other tag team, I can definitely see Imperium being either Raw or SmackDown tag team champions. Um, I mean, they were NXT tag team champions, so, I mean, they do have some gold uh, in their history, but one thing I wanted to get off my chest, and it kind of bugged me a little bit, so Sonya Deville and Charlotte (laughs) Flair have this, you know, uh, rivalry, quote unquote, that Sonya Deville is just being more annoying and obnoxious you know, against Charlotte Flair. She's basically saying, I had a match, I lost. Well, I want a rematch. Pierce is like, well, it doesn't work that way. You just can't ask for match after match after match. Well, Sonya Deville's like, well, all right, I'm going to figure something out to make it official. So I'm going to attack Charlotte Flair in the back. All right, so you attack somebody from behind in professional wrestling. What does that mean? You automatically get a rematch. Does that automatically mean a title shot? Ne- not necessarily. So I kind of did some research here. Um, You know what? I couldn't find the last time Sonya Deville won a singles match on television. It's going back to 2020. We're talking about pandemic era matches. And she was like, I'm a star. All right. You were jobbing out to Aaliyah not that long ago. How are you a star? Granted, Sonya Deville, she's living the dream life. She works for WWE. She's 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 talented, but the way you've been booked is not like a it star. It doesn't showcase that. It's like a jobber. And the fact that you're actually force you're forcing your way into the title picture with Charlotte Flair, who's clearly championship material, who's clearly the opportunity, who's clearly head and shoulders above the rest on the SmackDown roster, And that's that's the underlying issue that I think we have with the the shitty as garbage as women's roster on SmackDown is the fact that they did a horrific, horrendous job building up anybody worthy of note during the Liv Morgan era, the Ronda Rousey era and anybody before them, because now you have literally one female at the top, you know, not uh, excluding Liv. And then you have a bunch of jobbers underneath so and then you do have raquel rodriguez there too but her baby face thing is not really clicking it's not gelling with the crowd so who are you building up who's who's like another top heel the only top heel that you're gonna have is gonna be when charlotte when she switches and now all right then you're gonna have to have a, a top baby face to go against her but do you want a top fa- babyface being raquel rodriguez against her so it's like this sony deville charlotte thing it's cool for the moment it's probably not going to last. And I feel kind of bad for Sonya Deville because she did have, I think, her career um, kind of peaked when she was going against Mandy Rose when they had their rivalry. That was actually pretty good and entertaining. That was the last time I think she did anything of note that was actually worthy. But she comes out here demanding matches, and she lose every single time. And you know she's going to lose, and it's super obnoxious, and it's super annoying.
0: There there are two competitors in the women's division who seem to be having a tough time as of the past, I don't know, two years. Let's just say, picture Sonya Deville, picture what she was kind of wearing, that kind of attire. Hear me out. I want to get your guys' reaction to this. Do you think her teaming up with Dana Brooke in the way that Sonya was dressing as a team would look kind of cool? Maybe that would give them a little bit of an edge. Do you think you could take him serious, or do you think you'd just fail immediately? I would
1: have to see a drastic change. I'm talking about right off the gate swinging. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Dana Brooke would have to almost do a Mandy Rose change—no blonde hair, yeah, just completely different. I would have to see a big, big change in order to believe it. Like when I when Mandy when Mandy joined uh, um, Toxic Attraction, she knew she had to make a big change right off the back. Swing can't come out swinging, and she did—brown hair, new look. You know, it was no more Playboy look. So, yeah, I need to see a change. I would like to see that. And I think where they're going is they don't want to have the same thing going on at Rumble and going into WrestleMania. I don't think they want to put on the same predictable showcase. And they want to give Charlotte a new villain that can step up. And um, and she says she wants to face new people. And I think.
2: I think that those people aren't necessarily Sonya Deville, but you know
1: it is what it is. There, there
2: isn't anybody else new to face for Charlotte. And I think that's the problem. She's gonna be toiling away. She's gonna be uh, kind of treading water um, a little bit. She needs somebody to kind of bring the best out of her. It's not gonna be Sonya Deville. It's not gonna be uh, you know Zia Lee. Li. It's like it's not gonna be any of those girls. Um, and that's that's the problem. And then, you know. It's it's going to be a shame too because Charlotte's so talented. You're not going to have good quality matches, you know, with these girls. I mean, you can, but they're not it's not going to be anything memorable. Um it's not going to be anything worthy of note. I mean, her best rivals, I mean, you know, Becky, Bailey, they're doing their own thing and, you know, obviously Mercedes is definitely doing her own thing. So that's off the table right now, but that's really WWE's fault for not elevating anybody else. I mean, yeah, you might have some you know NXT girls down the pipeline eventually, but that's eventually, and that's not really going to happen right now, um, but yeah, so, what'd you guys think about the, uh, so we're going to the, the main event here, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, the contract signing, I mean, Roman and Sami Zayn, they had a, a little bit of uh, issues during the episode, and uh, so Sami Zayn's like, hey, Roman, thanks for helping me out last week, but I didn't really want to help, You know, you came out, you sent your boys out, you destroyed Kevin Owens, but I was like, hey, you gave me an assignment, I was achieving it, I was going to take care of the Kevin Owens problem, I was handling my business, right? And then you kind of mucked it up a little bit, like I was doing my thing. And Roman's like, since when do I need to run my plans, you know, with the honorary oos. You (laughs) know, get the hell out of my locker room, or dressing room, or whatever, and you know, Roman seemed kind of offended by that. Now, granted, he he kind of semi-apologized later. Sami Zayn's like, hey, I didn't do nothing wrong, man. I'm just trying to, you know, follow orders and you know do my thing. I right. all all due respect to you, Roman. And uh, you could see the riff here. It seems like there's a lot of tension building. The cracks are
1: starting to show. The
2: cracks are starting to show. There's tension building and there's trust issues because Roman is not fully on board that he can trust Sammy Zayn, especially when it comes to Kevin Owens, because they've had an extremely long history with each other. Sammy and Kevin Owens have known each other for 20 years, and now, you know, Sammy's just been in the bloodline for, you know, it seems not even that long, but it's, it's, you know, a few months now, so obviously there's trust issues there, so Roman doesn't know where to if Sammy fits where he needs him to fit in the group, everybody else is in line. Solo's in line. The Usos are in line. But where does Sammy fits in? He's the ultimate. Excuse me. He's the ultimate wild card. So we don't know where this is gonna go. And it's it's extremely interesting. It's extremely entertaining. So it's you don't know where it's gonna go. So by the end of the show, Kevin, you know Roman comes out. Kevin Owens. I thought this was done beautifully. Sneak attack on the whole bloodline. Stunner on Roman. Powerbombs are through the table, super kicks to the Usos, and then Sammy comes out like almost kind of late, by the way. Did you guys notice that? Like, you know, Kevin Owens, he's like. It was he, like well after. Yeah, it was well after the fact. You're telling me Sammy wasn't watching in the back? This whole thing go down. Like after he hit the stunner on uh Roman Reigns, you'd think he would have been like he would have bolted out there, right? Not five minutes after the fact because you know he was watching on the monitor or he was still probably in Roman's dressing room watching on the big fucking screen. Right. So after the fact, Sammy comes out and he tries to make the save but it's like a ill attempt or ill-fated attempt and it doesn't necessarily matter. Kevin Owens goes into the crowd, pretends se- to run after him. Yeah, pretends to run after him and he's like, you know, kind of not even necessarily mad about it, but like kind of like upset and you know, then he tends to, you know, the Roman and the rest of the uh the bloodline, but I think that was pretty good on Kevin Owens' part. It, it kind of reminiscent of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know. The, the one-man band going out there and taking on the entire, you know, Vince McMahon regime and, and doing his thing. And I, I thought that was pretty clever because, you know, these contract signings, you know, they come out, they cut a promo, they talk forever. You know, it's like, all right, every contract signing is going to have a powerbomb through the table, and we saw that. But this was, I think, done pretty well. It was unexpected, which it was a nice uh, nice touch. I even, even remarked, I was like, man, they're going to wrap this shit up in six minutes, and they did. And uh, Kevin Owens got the better one of uh, Roman, you know, powerbombing through the table, and I think it was a good way to end the show.
0: I think, you know, it's going to come back because Sami Zayn, he was supposed to find the Usos backstage, never did, I guess, until the very last minute. I'm sure Roman's going to look right at them and be like, listen, like, y'all, like, I'm going to go after y'all because that's, you know, that's just the way. I don't know. I, I think he's going to he's gonna beat them up. He's going to do something. He's gonna. You think they're going to be on punishment? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's gonna. They beat haven't been Sammy performing up. up to par lately.
2: It's, it's, I think Roman's starting to get frustrated, and I yeah. think Sammy he has trust Huzu with them. And then, you know, the thing with the Usos. I think the pressure is starting to mount. He's a double champion. He's Universal and the WWE champion. You got Royal Rumble coming up. You got the pressure of WrestleMania coming up. Who knows? Then in between, you got the Elimination Chamber. We don't know what, how that's gonna play out. So I mean, Roman's got a lot on his mind too, and Paul Heyman's got his handful. He's got to juggle all these pieces, and uh, it, it's a lot for Roman to take on right now. This is the the busiest, most stressful time, the most exciting time of the year is WrestleMania season, especially when after the Rumble hits. And you know, obviously, Roman doesn't know who his opponent's gonna be, when and where it's gonna be. So, and the whole Sammy Zayn thing is something that's gonna be extremely interesting going into wrestlemania i do ultimately think sammy's gonna turn on roman at some point he's either gonna get fed up and believe that he's being used or this was the master plan the master strategist plan all along to screw the bloodline and roman in the grandest fashion of all time let me ask you this dean what what would you think about say the miracle because remember we talked about this probably right when the bloodline was starting to get going with Sami Zayn. This is almost like what? Late spring, early summer of last year. Remember we were joking about that? We we're like, man, wouldn't that be crazy? If Sami Zayn somehow defeated Roman Reigns for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Uh, what what man. if somehow yeah. Sami Zayn is do we know Sami Zayn's actually officially entering in the rumble? What if he enters the Rumble be like, hey, I'm gonna enter the Rumble to make sure you're guys you know your biggest rivals don't win i win the rumble now you don't have to worry about facing anybody you know i could just i can lay down for you or something like that wouldn't that be the the craziest shit ever now granted if Sami Zayn wins the rumble that means cody Rhodes or the rocket is not going to win it but i think that would be definitely still interesting uh to actually go down but what do you what do you think about that
0: damn yeah i mean we joked about it i mean i remember bringing it up a couple of times because i'm a big sammy mark but man i don't know it, it that's a tough i mean sammy Zayn going and like almost i don't know i mean him going to mania and beating roman reigns for the title man that's, that's whether it's wild. for the wwe the universal or the undisputed like that's that's insane so i mean i i wouldn't mind it I wouldn't mind it, but it would feel a little underwhelming. Uh, he I would be hope a fellow
1: champ if he did win.
0: I would hope it's somebody like Rhodes, somebody like Rock, if that ever were to be. Um, I would hope it's something this big ending to this long, long story. I don't so, think I want a third year of Bloodline. No, I mean, I think just having it be as good as it was living in the moment for it it doesn't have to be five years it doesn't have to be no we don't need that because you know i think wwe and we praise triple h a lot but i i did notice so triple h he has this thing to where he either pushes people to the moon and it's a little bit much um or do you know how we always we always like how he does like the subtle Mm storylines and the let's just call it long-term booking that's what we all want long-term booking yeah I'm going to be the first to call out Triple H for it or whoever the hell is the problem here. Triple H's long term booking works 90% of the time, but sometimes his long term booking takes so fucking long that yeah. it just fades into the back and then it never happens. Mm-hmm. And or it's just it t- multiple yeah, times. It's a drawn out
2: story. Yeah, it just takes too long and you just stop caring.
0: Yeah, we've seen it happen way too many times now. I mean, I don't know. I just think you really have to capitalize on your moments and I can bring up NXT how people stayed on there for too long. Capitalize on your moments. Don't just there's no reason to build a a resume in NXT for a 500 time. I mean 500 day champion that's unnecessary. It's a developmental brand or you're going to going to jumping all the way up to the top for bloodline. I mean they don't have to be champions for 1000 days. It could be it could end at mania and I think the story writes itself, and it'll, it'll be fine. Well, yeah, because every story has to have an ending. Yeah, it can't, <laughs> this like, can't go on forever, man. I mean, it, appa-
2: apparently, this is uh, the greatest you know saga in wrestling history ever told, uh, you know, according to some people. But eventually, it's just like, all right, man, this this has to end at some point. I mean, everybody's reigns ends, no pun intended. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> at, a, at a certain <laughs> juncture. So you would think, all right, Roman ending at WrestleMania would make sense. Um, it it would be the perfect ending to the situation and this whole storyline, especially with Sami Zayn being involved. But yeah, it's just like Triple H, man. He uh, there's some hit and misses with him, yeah. But the long term brooking is it it can go on for too long and eventually you just stop caring and you're like, well, you you reach a climax or a crescendo and you're like, all right, I want this to end. But uh, it just keeps going and going and going. It's just like enough, enough already. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, I think we're, we're reaching that point with the uh, Roman Reigns and the whole Bloodline saga.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in the 800 days. It's been, you know, over two years. The only person he can beat for this is Sam Martino. Seven years as champion there's no fucking way i mean wwe professional wrestling in general moves way too fast there's way too much going on nowadays than there was back in san martino's time so two years is probably it feels longer than even probably san martino's back in the day just because of how fast the business is moving now so i think it's perfect where it is wrestlemania it can it can end uh and i guess only time will tell maybe it'll be the rock it'll probably be cody rhodes And if Roman Reigns beats Cody Rhodes, I just feel like people are going to kind of shut down a little bit and be like, if not now, then fucking win. Win, (laughs) You know, so um, we'll see. But all right, that wraps up SmackDown, and we're going to take a little bit of a break here.